You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello, welcome back to Unveiling the Magic. My name is Laura. I'm Joni. And I'm Priscilla. And in this episode, we see the Grim again, because he saw it at Magnolia Crescent. Hagrid has a rough start to teaching, and Neville defeats his fear of Snape. Kinda. We're talking about chapters six and seven of Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm. These are good chapters. Yeah, they are. So how are we? Good. We got some good news today. We are officially listing our house tomorrow. It's officially going on the market. (gasps) Yay! I bit my tongue. I really wanted to tell you guys before we started recording, but I was like, I'm not going to have any juice for this part of our (laughs) our episode. So Um, yeah, we list it tomorrow officially. It goes live. Awesome. That's going to be... You guys have been working a lot Mm. on the house. It fills in here. He knows. I just like... (laughs) <laughs> I am done. I'm I'm so ready for this house to be sold. If you guys have dealt with anything re- house related or anything like that, you know the struggle. But yeah, we haven't sold a house, but we've like had to get it ready after renters just did not take care oh, of the house. Yeah. Yep. So we spent weeks and money cleaning. Yeah, cleaning money. Oh my gosh, it took forever. Yeah, but luckily we've only had that kind of experience once so far while renting our house but hopefully it doesn't happen again yeah so that's really what's going on with me so i'm excited um to get that started and uh kind of close that chapter of this whole house journey Mm -hmm. what about you guys yeah um well i mean my birthday was sunday (laughs) oh yeah this is far away recording after your birthday uh we didn't do much because it was a sunday in utah so nothing was open um, and we didn't have the foresight to do things on Saturday. Please share the tiramisu story. I got please. it today, by the way. So wait, what? Okay, this is a story. It's not that interesting, but it was um, <laughs> basically what my week circled around since Sunday. So I wanted for my birthday a tiramisu. I am not a cake person, so I just wanted a tiramisu for my birthday. Well, everything's closed on Mm. Sunday. We did not have foresight to actually think to get something for me on Saturday. So we found out that every single Italian restaurant that served tiramisu in our area was closed on Sunday. And so I was like, okay, whatever. Everything's closed. I'll just get it Monday. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. So we go Monday to this Italian bakery that's like in a downtown area, but like I've been there before and I liked it. Mm. So... I had to take Roxas with me, so I had to walk him to this bakery, and it's a downtown area, so I had to park like a block away. I walk all the way over there. They're closed. They're closed <laughs> for some festival that was happening oh in Salt Lake City, and they won't be open until the next day. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll go Tuesday. We go Tuesday. We have to park <laughs> even farther, so I had to walk two blocks with my child. Not that big of a deal, but when a two-year-old doesn't want to move, he doesn't want to move. So yeah. then... I get there. They're open. I'm like, yay. I get there. There's no tiramisu. They're like, oh, we'll have it tomorrow. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> it's like the impossible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Adventure this tiramisu. birthday girl just wants her tiramisu. I know. Yeah. Poor and, thing. And so I was just like, well, I can't go tomorrow. I had a dentist appointment in the middle of the day. So I was just like, whatever. 
And so then we went today and Kurt was off. So I made Kurt go with me. So if Roxas <laughs> decided that he wanted to stop walking in the middle of the sidewalk like he did on Tuesday that Kurt can pick him up. So you got oh your gosh. tiramisu today. I did. I'm so glad for you. I know. It's very, very yeah. exciting. The journey was Sunday and today is Thursday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The girl finally got her tiramisu for her birthday. <laughs> yeah. I just texted C like I didn't get it today. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so that's my week. You, yeah. Yeah. How about you? I have been not playing Breath of the Wild, guys. Surprise. <laughs> um <laughs> But I will. It's just Have you done the tutorial for Pokemon Unite? I have not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't been on my Switch because I've been on Twitch, Ryman. Um I've been learning and YouTubing all kinds of things for yeah. Twitch because I just needed to learn. You've done a really good job. Thanks. But that's what we've been doing. So I guess we should just say for the episode purposes, which by the time this is out, we, you will know, but this is our first live stream on Twitch. Yes. yes. So shout out to everyone in our chat right now yeah. that is watching us yes. record this podcast episode. We have some Slyther- We have a Slytherin that made a Twitch account just for this. Nice. Hi, Brandon. Hi, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you for that. We appreciate <laughs> the you. support. Oh, Brandon. So now go to our Discord and sort yourself so you can be another Slytherin in our Discord. Oh, yeah. Because I think we only have one. If you go to our Discord, yeah, we only have one Slytherin currently. Probably like three Ravenclaws and some Hufflepuffs <laughs> and Gryffindor is winning. So if you're a Gryffindor, you don't have to join our, twi- or our Discord. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, you're fine. <laughs> Join it. You just don't just sort yourself. But that goes to our listeners too. If you listen to our uh, podcast and you have Discord, or if you would uh, like to join our Discord, um, please check out our Instagram. Our link tree is on there, and that's where all of our links are on. Um, and we would love to have you. It's popping. Hmm. Okay. Where did we last leave off on the episodes, Joni? We left off with Harry's pride is bruised. From fainting when encountering a Dementor on the Hogwarts Express. For some reason, mm. my brain completely skipped over skipped over Harry's and I read Joni's Pride as Bruce. <laughs> I'm like, is there a story <laughs> behind this? But you know, it's um, Harry's Pride. Got it. Yeah. Yes, we met Dementors. They're at Hogwarts. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Mm, I don't know. It's not a great I don't like thing. them so far. It's like a neutral thing, I feel like. It's a thing. Dumbledore does not like them. Yeah. Okay. So, in the chapters we're talking about today, uh, the students are all back at Hogwarts. It's the first day of classes, and at breakfast, Draco and the Slytherins still think it's funny that Harry fainted on the train. He actually fainted. (laughs) Nasty, pansy Parkinson yells across the Great Hall at Harry, Hey, Potter, the Dementors are coming, Potter. Woo! Draco is over here making fun of Harry when, it turns out, Fred and George informs the trio that Draco nearly wet himself on the train Hmm. when the Dementor came into his compartment. So I don't know why he and his Slytherin friends just can't admit that these Dementors are just really awful beings. Like, no one likes them, so why make fun of... So I was going to say, why make fun of Harry, but... (laughs) 
but that is Draco's purpose. Yeah, I guess literally what Draco lives for when he goes to Hogwarts is like, what can Potter get into that I can make fun of? He's, I guess, so yeah. It's really bad in these sections. I feel like in these chapters. Yeah, but as much as I mean, Draco's Draco, but I find Pansy Parkinson to be even more annoying. Like she just pipes in, like she's someone. Does she like Draco? I think so. I don't know if it's ever. Yeah, officially said, but I always like kind of paired them yeah. together, or at least that uh, she liked him. Yeah, she reminds me of like the two girls in Lilo and Stitch that are just like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about them. I watch a lot of <laughs> Disney movies these days. Um, wonder why. <laughs> okay, so Fred and George agree that the Dementors are horrible. And tried to make Harry feel better about fainting by explaining that even their dad, who visited Azkaban once, described it as the worst place he's ever been. The Dementors suck out the happiness from you, and most prisoners go mad there. But Fred reminds Harry that they will just get back at Draco during the first Quidditch match of the season, Gryffindor versus Slytherin. <laughs> and I'm like, yay, sports! <laughs> You'll get it all covered by Joni because she always gets Quidditch. <laughs> I was about to say, who wants to bet I get that section? I 100% guarantee you will somehow. I, I think know, it's maybe, because it's maybe, usually like towards um, the end and Joni does like the the last bit of the yeah. chapters. So I feel like that's how she always ends up with it. Yeah. So look forward to that, Joni. I don't know. Is there a lot of Quidditch in this book? There is. There is. There's some. There is. Over breakfast, the trio looked over their new schedules, and Ron is very confused by Hermione's. We all know she's taking the same subject subjects as Harry and Ron, plus more, and I'm thinking, I think it was, is it three more classes? I know Muggle Studies and Arithmancy, because she mentions that in this cha chapter, but I was thinking she was taking Ancient Ruins as well. Yeah, she's taking Ancient Ruins, or I know that. I think it's just like... Um, Earth to Sea and Muggle Studies were scheduled that day too. Yeah, all uh, at the same time. So I think she's taking three more classes than Harry and Ron. But Ron sees that Hermione is supposed to be in three classes at nine o'clock. And he's like, how do you have the time? This is bothering this? me. This whole like thing. Like, <laughs> are we ever going to, I'm sure we're going to find out, but what is she doing? What like pack did she make with McGonagall that she can yeah. do this? Because she went into her office. They talked about something. She came out. All of a sudden she's taking a million classes and being in three places at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's bothering so she's me. She's supposed to be at <laughs> Muggle Studies, Arithmancy, and Divination at nine o'clock. How is she doing that? Hmm. hmm. But Hermione brushes it off by saying, of course, she's not going to be there at the same time. That's impossible, Ronald. And she has it all worked out with Professor McGonagall. So <laughs> something's <laughs> happening. Uh, they also see Hagrid at breakfast, who is really excited to teach his first class. He's been getting ready since 5 a.m. The trio are hoping nothing too crazy is planned for their care magical creatures class because they know Hagrid. His version or his thought of safe and fun is not the same definition as Harry and Ron and Hermione. As anybody there. else in the world. Anyone else, yeah. <laughs> as anybody else, yes. 
So they're like, what's going to happen? Spoiler, it's eventful. It is. Um, <laughs> first class of the day or for the trio is divination in the North Tower. The trio gets a little lost on their way to the new class, but have no fear, Sir Cadogan is here. <laughs> or is there for Harry, Ron, and Hermione. He's described as a short, squat knight in a suit of armor who looked like he had just fallen off his pony. He is a painting in Hogwarts, and Sir Cadogan obnoxiously helps the trio get to the North Tower by running through the other portraits, um, which I thought was a pretty cool section of the chapter. Just a little reminder of what portraits can do, but I was wondering if this is the first mention of portraits visiting other portraits did you know that Priscilla? huh yeah i didn't i didn't actually like think about it but now that you say it i feel like it is yeah because he I ran know. through but they mm. did mention yeah. the fat lady not being in her portrait they did like, oh yeah i think the first yeah, yeah, book. Yeah, that's true yeah because neville gets like like sleeps outside of the portrait i think that was because he didn't have the, right no oh, no he, no, didn't, no. Know the he didn't know the password <laughs> okay yeah, but yeah, they do talk about the fat lady um, leaving sometimes. But where did she go? We don't know. <laughs> I think she like goes and like drinks wine with other portraits. That sounds she's, like a good she's time. She's a bestie. <laughs> okay, so yes. So I thought it was a pretty cool little part of the chapter, little tidbit of what the portraits can do. And if you listen to Jim Dale... He does Sir Cadogan pretty comically, so mm. it was a cool little part. Jim Dale. Um, they make it to the tower onto a tiny landing where a silvery ladder descends. They climbed up, and the classroom looked like a cross between someone's attic and an old-fashioned tea shop, which I thought sounded pretty cool. But the perfumey stuffiness would probably not be fun. Might be nauseating a little bit. Yeah. No. <laughs> I can just see myself sneezing like crazy. I could see you sneezing, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> sneezing and sniffling. Yeah. Sniffle, sniffle. It's me. 24/7. Before the stream today, Phil was like, he was eating like these Ritz crackers and they're like Tabasco flavored. And I was like, I don't even like Tabasco in real life. I feel Ooh. like it's too watery, but they were pretty spicy like they opened up my sinuses i felt like i had one chip and it made me sorry i hit the mic laura don't yell at me um <laughs> it made i won't me, know till i edit um sneeze like four <laughs> times in a row and feels like don't sneeze on stream don't get the sniffles and i'm like don't worry it's not me <laughs> oh my gosh I, it does clean your sinuses so it did yeah I've never had those crackers. Wait, like this, he just put the hot on it or it's like actual Ritz crackers? No, it's like the Ritz baked ones that have like the flavoring. I don't know if you've ever seen oh, those, like yes. the chips. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. The misty voice of Professor Trelawney welcomes in and the trio sit together at a small table. Professor Trelawney introduces herself to the class and also says that if you do not have the sight, there is very little I will be able to teach you. Books can only take you so far in this field. And at that line, 
Harry and Ron both look at Hermione <laughs> because this is Hermione's worst nightmare. Like, not to be able to rely on books yeah. to help her excel in class. That's not her thing. Yeah. And if you remember from, like, the flying class, she, her and Neville, like, tried their best to read up on, you know, ways to fly, but that's not really it's something like practical you can learn out of a book. You know, hands-on. Yeah. So if that already sets the tone of how Hermione's going to be in this class, um, Charlie makes this, like, long monologue, and she also makes a few comments to a few of the students, like, she knows something that they don't. Um, she warns Pavati to beware of a red-haired man, <laughs> and Pavati looks straight at Ron, because <laughs> he's the only redhead, I guess. <laughs> She's like, what's he going to do to me? And Charlie ends the introduction ominously with, around Easter, one of our number will leave us forever. Dun, dun, dun. Forever. That's, but really, yeah. like, what are you talking about? The whole class is like, okay, what, what is this? Also, I have to add, whatever is bothering Lavender, it will happen on the Friday, uh, the 16th of October. So prepare, everyone. It's coming October up. October 16th. October 16th. Got yes. it. Okay. Now on to the actual class. They will be reading tea leaves, tea leaves from their teacups. Harry and Ron are paired together. They are instructed to grab a cup. Trelawney will fill it. Then at their tables, they are to drink until the dregs remain. Then they will swill their cup three times with their left hand, turn the cup upside down on its saucer, wait for the tea to drain, then give the cup to their partner. Which, it kind of sounds like a fun thing to do. Have you guys ever, like, gone to a psychic or any sort of like get your cards read or whatever that's called or tea leaves done no but i i haven't actually i did look up roxas's birth chart today so i really his, you did his zodiac his big three as people say oh <laughs> yeah i just know my my sign yeah me too that's, that's all i know i i've never my done one like sign. anything like i've never dug, dug into anything regarding that just thought that was interesting yeah but i just think it'd be fun to like drink tea and try and read the tea leaves yeah if i had a book that were to tell me what the tea leaves meant (laughs) is there like a strainer or something on top of the cup to where you don't drink the tea leaves how does this work i think i think they just (laughs) drink the tea and then the tea leaves are just heavy enough that they sit at the bottom i could be wrong but I'm not a big tea drinker. That's what I thought too. So I and know. I also drink teas with tea bags. <laughs> yeah. I I mean I Yes. Like even if it's loose leaf tea, it's in a steeper, so <laughs> I've never mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If someone knows. Um okay. Harry felt <laughs> Okay, so Harry and Ron are doing this assignment. Harry felt sleepy and stupid in this stuffy classroom. All he can see is Ron, in, Ron, in Ron's cup is brown, soggy stuff. But he consults the textbook and sees, you know, it kind of looks like a cross. So that means trials and suffering. And then he turns the cup and he sees possibly a sun. And that means great happiness. Wow. So Harry says a great Potter line. He goes, so you're going to suffer, but be very happy about it. <laughs> 
And that's on parenthood. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's on a lot of things I feel like. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, now it's Ron's turn to read Harry's cup. First, he sees a bowler hat. So maybe Harry is going to work for the Ministry of Magic. Mm. Or maybe Her- Ron sees an acorn, he thinks. So maybe Harry will get some unexpected gold. And Ron says, you can lend me some. Thanks. Same. Ron turns the cup and sees a sort of animal. A sheep, he thinks. But at this, Professor Trani takes Harry's cup and she turns it. She sees a falcon and she says, you have a deadly enemy. And Hermione is feeling first day of school sassy and says, everyone knows that. Everyone knows Harry and you know who. And um, Ron and Harry are like, proud of her first of all for speaking up to a teacher because she never does that but they're also just very shocked but Trelawney ignores her and keeps seeing bad objects in the cup every time she turns the cup she reads the tea leaves and she sees something else like horrible but finally she gasped and screamed because she's dramatic (laughs) her hand is at her heart and she says my dear boy you have the Grim. <laughs> I like that. And is her name Emma Thompson? Yes. The actress? Yes, yes. She plays Trelawney perfectly. Really? I love it. Yeah. Some people knew what that meant and some didn't, including Harry. And so Professor Trelawney says, The Grim, my dear, the Grim, cried Trelawney. The giant dog that haunts churchyards. It's the worst of the omens of death. A death omen. Yes. And so at this moment, Harry gets a flash of all the grim sighting he has seen in the last few weeks. Um, The stray dog he saw in Magnolia Crescent and the death omens book cover at Flourish and Blots. And Hermione looks at the cup and she says, that doesn't look like a grim to her. But Trelawney gets mad at Hermione. And she's like, you don't have the right aura for this. You don't have I the right aura. You walked in. <laughs> don't have the right aura. But meanwhile, Harry is feeling really awful. He thinks that this is bad news. Trelawney ended the class there because there's just too much going on for her. It was a bad class. The students make their way to their next class, which was Transfiguration with McGonagall. In this class, the lesson was on animagi, um, wizards who could transform at will into animals. McGonagall de- demonstrates with herself turning into a cat, and McGonagall notices that the cla- class seemed very distracted. So when she asked what was wrong, Hermione tells her about divination. McGonagall understood right away. So Which in this one part, of you will be dying this year. Sorry. <laughs> In this part, I thought it was funny that she was like, basically, she's like, no one's ever not been impressed with my transfiguration. Something I know. must be wrong. <laughs> it's like, come on, Ron y'all. Like, Did you not yeah, just watch me turn like, into a cat? This is some of my best work. Yeah. Did we not, like, obviously the reader knows that she can transform into a cat, but does she never do that for her classes before? I think she has. I, I'm it? pretty sure she has. I know in the movie they show that she did, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That could be that the movie showed it, but she she didn't actually do it yet in the book. Yeah. But I'm not sure about the book. Yeah. I think as the readers, we know, but um, not that it's like a secret. I'm sure she shows every year. Yeah. But I don't think like she's done it in front of Harry before. Yeah. She probably like everyone probably knows that she can do it, but she waits until like that third year, first day of third year to like show those students that. Like yeah, a, it's a party trick, a classroom trick. Yeah, <laughs> a party. And trick. unfortunately, the class was distracted today. Yeah, she did not get the reaction she thought she would. Disappointing. Yeah, you know. poor thing. I mean, she should schedule her class before divination. <laughs> <laughs> She'll do that next yeah. year, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, so she's like, "Which one of you will be dying this year?" And Harry speaks up and says, "Me." McGonagall pretty much says that this happens every year. Trelawney predicts a death, and it never happens. She also thinks divination is a very imprecise branch of magic. This made Harry feel a little bit better, but Ron still looked a little worried for his bestie. When they go to lunch, Ron asked if Harry has seen a great black dog anywhere lately, and Harry admits that he has, and he tells Ron and Hermione about what happened after he left Privet Drive. Hermione says it was probably just a stray, but Ron says wizards definitely see the grim and die from it, like his uncle Billius. Oh gosh. Um, Hermione answered <laughs> Hermione answered that that was probably just a coincidence. Ron says, oh, it scared the daylights out of him. That's That was the quote. Mm-hmm. And Hermione was like, see, it was a coincidence. Like, he died... From being scared but not he didn't die from the grim itself. yeah this starts the normal ron and hermione bickering that we all know so well mm. yeah we get some of that too always a fun little fun little parts but ron hits a nerve when he reminds hermione that trelawney says that she didn't have the right aura anyways so of course she didn't believe the significance of the grim well that ticked her off Hermione slams her arithmetic book and says she might not even study divination much longer, and that the class was rubbish compared rubbish. to arithmetic. Rubbish. Ron is confused. Again, she hasn't even been to arithmetic class yet. And that's where I end. That's where you end. So, off they went at this point to their first ever Care of Magical Creatures class. Since Ron and Hermione mm. weren't speaking to each other, I feel like we all know this so well when two of your friends are not speaking to each other and you're just like awkwardly there in silence. <laughs> this is Harry walking to yes. Hagrid's hut right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's not fun. Um, they walked to the edge of the Forbidden Forest where Hagrid's hut was and they spotted some familiar faces or the back of their heads. Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle mm-hmm. were also there, which meant they were having this class with Slytherins, of course. Hagrid mm. was also spotted, looking impatient to get started. They all followed as they gathered around a fence that Hagrid led them to, which was not in the Forbidden Forest. Joni, I know you would have hated that. <laughs> so we're all good there. Hagrid did not take these kids into the Forbidden Forest. But I don't think what he does is any I know better. But I think Joni will still have words. <laughs> I don't know this about the creature. Bad. You don't think it was that bad? I mean, I guess it wasn't as bad as taking them into the Forbidden Forest. I think 
Yeah. And maybe because, is it because Draco's the one that got hurt? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, I, just, I think well, it's Well, and because, it's his fault. Yeah, like the only reason anybody actually, I, I, since we already know, the only reason why Draco got hurt was because he was rude. And yeah, Hagrid warned them and said, you can't do that. They are prideful creatures. But also, it probably wasn't that age appropriate. I'd probably wait for a little older. Um, See, there we go. <laughs> there it is, Joni. There it yes. is. But that honestly, was one of my questions. Like, it could have been worse. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, especially with yeah. especially with uh, Hagrid involved. Yeah, someone said, "I'm with Joni." Um, terrible safety at Hogwarts, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You are correct. <sighs> No way I'd send my kid there. Oh, my gosh. Really? As much as I wanted to go to Hogwarts myself, no way I would send my kid there. (laughs) I guess knowing it as a reader, all of the behind the scenes that happens. Well, you know, we're not living in the time of Harry Potter. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And that's when all the crap went down. Well, you don't know. You don't know if there's another person that has the same (sighs) issues. But they also have... There's also the question of, are the parents aware of these events that are happening? Yeah, that too. Like last year when how many students were petrified in their hospital just chilling? Were parents mm-hmm. notified? They, yeah. yeah, because they didn't, they even mentioned like they didn't want to notify or alarm any of the parents just yet. Yeah. yeah. So. Wasn't it after Jenny went and was taken? That's when. And was going like, to die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's when, when they like, finally oh, reached out to her parents. Like, we probably should. The school's going to be closed. Yeah. And it was already the end of the year, too. Whoops. So. How is there no lawsuit? What What is what is wizard law? Like, how does that work? What's a wizard lawyer? Like, I know, right? I wouldn't wonder how that would work. I don't know. Okay. Let's see. Where was I? Okay. So Hagrid instructs the students to open their books. Those books... That when you oh, touch yeah. them, they wanted to bite you. Remember the book that we talked about? Monster The big book. book of monsters or magical creatures, something monsters. The monster book of monsters. Okay, the monster book of monsters. Yes, that one. And Draco basically says, how? And Hagrid looks around pretty much and he seems confused that no one had been able to open it. He showed him how to do it with a stroke at its spine and it fell open. Draco was Draco and... He mocked Hagrid, which made Harry upset because he wanted Hagrid's first lesson to be a success, which was really sweet. I feel like Harry was kind of just like monitoring everything and making sure like Hagrid felt good. And Hagrid was like, you know, I could just like imagine that feeling when you know that your friend really wants to do something and Mm -hmm. you're trying to support them. But Draco was Draco. Anyways, Hagrid got back on track and he goes to get the magical creatures that they will be working with. He comes back. With, from the book, it says the most bizarre creatures Harry had ever seen. They had bodies, hind legs, and tails of horses, but the front legs, wings, and heads of what seemed to be giant eagles with cruel steel-colored beaks and large, brilliantly orange eyes. Hagrid was behind them, and these creatures were being held by a long chain and leather collars. Hippogriffs, which are these the ones on the cover? I wrote that question in there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we found the creature on the cover. So if you guys remember the first episode of this um, season, we looked at the cover 
because I finally mm-hmm. realized that the cover says something regarding the book at this point. It usually hints something. It hints at something. And so... Also... Now I know. The flaps say a lot. <laughs> the back of the book or the flaps actually say a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember reading that and it basically told me a lot of what was going on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. Okay. So these are the ones on the cover, guys. Hagrid demonstrated how to approach a hippogriff, and one of the most important things that he pointed out was to never insult one because they're very proud, and that may be the last thing that you do. You wait for the hippogriff to make the first move. You walk toward it, and you bow. Then you wait some more, and if it bows back, then you can proceed to touching him. If not, then get away. And I think the book says, like, get away quickly, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Hagrid asked the class who wanted to go first, but no one volunteered, which then again, Harry to the rescue. He's like, I'll do it. Yes, good old I'm Harry. Sure he's very hesitant. And then, <laughs> then he hears some students, Lavender and Parvati, <laughs> to be specific, say, remember your yeah. tea leaves. He ignores them. Uh-oh. He's like, whatever, I'm just going to do this, pretty much. The class held their breath as Hagrid instructed Harry in handling the hippogriff. He had to keep eye contact and not blink because apparently these creatures don't trust a blinker. Don't blink. (laughs) Then he bowed. For a moment, Hagrid doubted that the hippogriff would bow back. But alas, it did. Well done, Harry. Harry could now... I know. Harry Potter. Harry could now touch it and the hippogriff seemed to enjoy the pets. But that's not all. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Harry was okay to ride it. And he was unsure, but he followed Hagrid's instruction. He got on, and without warning, the wings flapped open, and Harry grabbed around its neck before they went up. He thought to himself that he definitely enjoyed a broomstick rather than the hippogriff. They took one trip around the paddock and returned. Good work, Harry, roared Hagrid. After seeing how well it went for Harry, the rest of the class was more open to giving After they saw that Harry didn't die, pretty much, (laughs) they were good. We can do this. Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle were dealing with Buckbeak, which was the, I don't think I mentioned that earlier, but that's the hippogriff that Harry was working with. Malfoy (laughs) had gotten it to bow to him, and he was now patting its beak. He went off on a rant on how easy it was, especially if Potter could do it. But then he did the one thing, the one specific thing Hagrid said not to do, and he called it ugly. So he basically mean. I know. It's mean. You don't call call anything ugly. It's just... And basically, it happened in a flash. Malfoy let out a high-pitched scream. Hagrid rushed to get Buckbeak back in its collar, and Malfoy lay in the grass with blood all over his robes, dramatically yelling, I'm dying! (laughs) Which... Talk about drama. This guy, through this whole injury, is just full of drama, I swear. Yes. He is dramatic, but it does sound like there's a lot of blood. Yeah, because I think it was they like did say like a gash. all the way to the castle. Yeah, if it's going through his robes. And Hagrid assures him that he wasn't dying, and he got Malfoy out of there, or started to get him out of there. There was a deep gash on his arm. The class followed behind Hagrid and Malfoy to the castle. Once dinner came, they didn't see Hagrid, and the trio was concerned that he had lost his job. After dinner, when they were in the Gryffindor common room, they noticed Hagrid's light on. They noticed Hagrid's light on in his hut. 
They decided to go see him, but not without hesitation from our girl Hermione reminding Mm -hmm. them about Harry wandering off. But they did so anyways. There was some convincing involved in there, and all three of them went. They got to Hagrid's hut. They noticed that he had been drinking, and he seemed down. He was sure he didn't have a job anymore. Apparently, Madame Pomfrey fixed Malfoy the best that she could, but he was still (laughs) screaming in agony. Harry and myself thought that he was faking it, which pretty sure he was. Yes, I mean, because like Pomfrey can heal anything. Yes, that was what I was going to say. I feel like if she like healed, like I think Harry pointed it out too, she literally healed his arm when he had no muscle or no bones in his arm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like, I, I mean, yes, can. it was a lot of blood, but you know. Yeah, I think she can heal a, a gash and like replenish yeah. his blood somehow. Yeah. And it's not like, Buckbeak was like poisonous or anything, so it wasn't like yeah. poison got in him. I mean, she healed Ron's dragon bite. Uh, yeah, and that had poison. Which yeah, that was way worse. Yeah, and Hermione turning into a cat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is yeah. just a cut, a normal cut. Like, I mean, not like a a small cut, but like a Muggle could get this kind of cut. Yeah, right. It just gets sewed up. I'm surprised there's not like a like a spell just to like heal the flesh. Yeah, Hagrid should probably know that. Yeah, especially with everything he deals with. Yeah. I would think, but... I feel like... Here here we go. (laughs) Teachers should, like, have... Should know that. (laughs) Yeah, but even if he did, I don't think he... He doesn't... I mean, he has his wand, but not really. Oh, right. (laughs) Mm, That's true. Wait, so they allow him to teach, but at this point... Do they ever, like, forgive him for his past (laughs) actions that he didn't even do? Like, does he ever get to live a life free of, like, his past? Yeah. And, like, they cleared him. Yeah. I don't think he ever gets a wand. Teacher. That's disappointing. It is. He just has his umbrella. (laughs) His umbrella. (laughs) The trio assured Hagrid that they would back him up if he needed it. Hermione cut him off, and he shook it off after sticking his head into a water barrel. Hagrid came to the realization that Harry was out of the castle and he wasn't supposed to be, so he sent him back. I read that sentence wrong. A lot more dramatically than it needed to be, but you guys got this. (laughs) (laughs) But he was pretty angry. He was like, what? Why are you even here? What are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. He was was angry. What? Harry not listening to the rules? I know. What a surprise. (laughs) How dare you? Malfoy wasn't seen in class until late on Thursday morning in potions class. He stumbled in dramatically. They were making a new potion, a shrinking solution. Malfoy set his stuff up right next to Harry and Ron on the same table, which when I read this, I was like, why is this significant information? But then we find out why. Basically, he had a plan. Malfoy complained to Snape about not being able to do much because his arm and Snape answered by telling Ron and Harry to do it for Malfoy, basically to do everything for him. Malfoy taunted them <laughs> as they did these things for him and enjoyed every bit of it. Neville was seated a few tables away working on his potion, but Neville was doing it all wrong, which I wish I was surprised, but he was doing it no. all wrong. Instead of acid green, his potion had turned out orange. Snape was not happy. Hermione offered to help, but Snape snapped on her too. Then he proceeded to he proceeded to threaten Neville and warned him that at the end of the lesson they will feed a few drops of Neville's potion to his toad, Trevor, and Trevor. see what happens. 
Seamus Finnegan gets Harry's attention and told him that he had read, I think, on the Daily Prophet or in the Daily Prophet that Mm -hmm. Sirius Black was spotted by a muggle, apparently not too far from Hogwarts. Malfoy seemed intrigued by the conversation and egged Harry on by saying he would have already done something to Sirius Black by now if he were in Harry's position. Harry had no idea what they were talking about. Don't you know, Potter? He asked Harry. But Mm -hmm. Harry and myself, once again, were very confused. (laughs) But they were interrupted by Snape giving instructions and headed to Neville's potion to test it. So, Hmm. Draco knows something that Harry doesn't know. Yeah. Or does he? It's interesting. I mean, so I think, I don't know if I said this in a different episode. I can't remember. I don't know if I thought it and didn't say it, but I Mm -hmm. knew that there was... No, I did, because we talked about why I would think Sirius Black is looking for Harry. But there's something that happened that affected Harry and the likes of him and for, for Sirius Black to be specifically targeting him. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming this is what Draco's referring to. Yeah, some kind of situation. I wonder if so it was how before Harry was know? born or if it was... What? So how would Draco know? His dad. His father. Yeah. My father will tell me about My this. My father will hear about this. <laughs> My father sends me daily profit clippings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Someone said, Draco always swooping in to ro- ruin any chance of joy with a, my father. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep, that's Draco. Draco. Okay. Well, Crab and Goyle were smirking while watching Neville panic over the threat of his poor little toad, Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> and Hermione jumped into so action. By muttering to Neville instructions, Harry started to question what Draco was talking about, but Ron reassured him that he was just making it up to get a reaction out of Harry. Do you believe that? I don't think you do. (laughs) I don't. And then soon Snape called the class to attention to test Neville's potion. He was positive that it would fail, saying that if it did fail. Do you really think, like, do you really think he would have done that to the toad? Yes. I have thoughts and I'm going to wait till later. Okay. I have a lot of Snape thoughts right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fine. I got like a Snape intensive section. and <laughs> It was a Snape, inten- especially when they get to their next class. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's, oh, there's yeah. a lot. <laughs> Which I am looking for. Do they have this part in the movie of mm-hmm. Snape? I don't know. That Do Snape- they? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Just ask me. I'm going to tell you. Where Joni, like, thinks it's a (laughs) spoiler, so she doesn't say anything, and then Laura's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, well, if, okay, if you ask me if it's in the movie, I'll probably say yes. Okay. But if you say, does this happen in the book, I'm going to, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, because I've already read it, is what you're saying. Yeah. So that's why you're more comfortable saying yes about the movie. Yes. I yeah. mean, I get it. Okay, but it's also sense. like fun to like wonder. Let you guess, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll let you it's wonder, funny. Priscilla. <laughs> um. So if Neville's potion did fail, Trevor would be poisoned. So great, that's great. But if it was successful, Trevor would turn into a tadpole. 
And then suddenly, with a small pop, Neville's potion turned Trevor into a tadpole. Yay. The Gryffindors cheered, but Woo-hoo. Snape was not happy. How dare you get this right? <laughs> <laughs> so he immediately took five points of Gryffindor, saying that Hermione should not have helped him. Because, I mean, it was pretty obvious that Hermione helped him, but still. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What is wrong with some collaboration? Yeah. He just didn't together. want it to work out. Want. Yeah. Sometimes you learn more from your peers than your teacher. And in Snape's position, Neville learns nothing from Snape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The class was dismissed and Ron was still fuming over Snape when he and Harry noticed that Hermione kind of like disappeared. Don't know where she went. But it turned out that she was just lagging behind, claiming that she forgot something. And she seemed extra flustered, and her bag was ripping at the seams. For some reason, she had twice as many books as she needed for that day, because all they had left was Defense Against the Dark Arts. So this is what like made me think when she was lagging behind them. I don't know. I feel like there's something there that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Hints, I guess. Yeah, and Ron agrees. <laughs> it's like... She's telling. She's not telling us something because she just kind of waves them off when they point out all the like mm-hmm. odd things. Yeah, she's, she's just like, kind of like <laughs> changes yeah. the subject. Sh- shut up. <laughs> she literally says like pass some marmalade or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and then Ron's just like she's hiding something. Yeah, but once in defense against the dark arts, Professor Lupin instructs the class to put away their books. They will be doing a practical lesson. The class mm-hmm. had mixed reactions: some excited, others weary. Thanks to Lockhart yeah. and the wonderful incident with the Pixies. I like how the book didn't even mention his name, though. You notice that? They just said their other They teacher. said the last professor. The last yeah. professor. I'm like, dang. You couldn't even say yeah, Lockhart. He's yeah. like, I think that has a lot to do with just her, like, focused on. Well, it's like when you, when you want, like, a series book to be able to stand on its own in some way. I don't think you want to add character names that aren't going to, like, have any benefit to the story because then that's just another name to be added, but there's okay. nothing that goes forward to it. I can see that. Yeah. That's a good point. At least that's my perspective because I once picked up a series book in the middle of a series and I was like, this is the most horrible book ever, not realizing I was, like, in the midst of a really long series. I'm like, this makes no sense. They're, like, uh, referencing things that never happened. What? Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, this is the worst book. And then I realized after I'm done, I'm like, oh, that's why. Yeah. Uh, I thought sense. you were talking about the fifth Harry Potter at first. <laughs> no. Me too. For a second, I'm like, that's the worst book. No. <laughs> it, was, it was like a Meg Cabot book. I don't remember. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me about one. Yeah, I probably like ranted to you about it and then it's just like... Realized it was your fault for starting in the middle of a series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I picked it up at a yard sale. I'm like, oh, this looks... I don't know. <laughs> uh, Professor Lupin led the class to the teacher's lounge where they found Professor Snape. He took this as a cue to leave, but he made sure to warn Lupin that Neville... Uh, about Neville, saying... I would not entrust him with anything difficult, unless not unless Miss Granger is there to give him instructions. <laughs> and here's my comment. <laughs> like, why is this necessary? Why are you bullying a 13-year-old boy in front of your colleague when you are a grown adult? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. What, what, what reason is this for? Yeah. In front of, like, not, in, not only in front of 
your peer, but in front of his peers. Yeah. Well, it seems like he did it, like he felt like Neville deserved it, or he, Neville didn't, what I'm trying to say. So the whole situation in Potions class, it bothered Snape, mm-hmm. that it didn't mm-hmm. work out the way he wanted it to. So I feel like he took a jab at Neville, which is very immature, like you're saying, like for a professor, for someone that's supposed to be teaching these students and yeah. to do. But it it just seems like he was, as, as people say, salty about yeah. what happened in potions class. Yeah. He's like, a super salty, greasy dude. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say greasy? Yeah. His hair. His hair. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the section, I the and I note this, like, there's the, a juxtaposition between, like, Snape teaching versus Lupin teaching, and you just get, like, you feel it more yeah. when you see what Lupin does. It's like, yeah. I don't yeah. know how to word it. But Lupin took this as a cue to bring Neville up to be the first to assist him. Oh. Again, I said, as a teacher should, encouraging mm-hmm. and empowering your students to build them up and not tear them down or threaten to kill mm-hmm. their pets. Yeah. Uh, Lupin ushers the students to a wardrobe in the room that was shaking as if something were inside it. But he re- reassures them that it is just a bogart. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Hermione is the one to a- answer what it is. Which she explains they are shapeshifters that take the shape of a person's biggest fear. And then Lupin asks Harry to answer why is it beneficial to have so many people in a room when trying to tackle a bogart, and he answers that it will confuse the bogart, causing it to not know what it will turn into, what it should turn into. And then Lupin goes ahead and teaches what repels the bogart. It Lupin that Lupin Lupin <laughs> Lupin Lupin Looney Lupin. Uh, I skipped um what um uh Peeves oh, Peeves. calls him, but Looney Looney Lupin. Yeah. Uh, Lupin then teaches that what will repel the Bogart is laughter. The charm used to repel them is ridiculous. Ridiculous? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, Jim Dale. Ridiculous. Ridic- oh, yeah. Oh, ridiculous. Oh, that makes more. Not Levi-O-Sa. <laughs> Levi-O-Sa. Ridiculous. Um, the charm ridiculous will cause the Bogart to change into what the caster is thinking of. So it is important that they think of something funny so that they can laugh and then it gets repelled. <laughs> Lupin asks Neville what his deepest fear was and hesitantly he answers Professor Snape. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of your students' deepest fears is you. Can you imagine being professor that's... of that? Like, I wonder if he likes that. Yeah. I don't know. But the that's fact that they bad. don't feel safe in your classroom. Exactly. Mm. That's, like, mm. minimal for them to feel like they can entrust you as an adult. And Neville literally just thinks of his teacher as his biggest bully. Yeah. And I wonder, are these things that... I don't know. I feel like Dumbledore, I think I talked about this before in the same situation because Snape always somehow just grinds my gears sometimes with the way he treats his students, mm-hmm. specifically Harry and them. But is this not addressed? Is this not something like, I feel like Dumbledore knows all and it's just, mm-hmm. is this something that is tolerated and accepted and is okay because Snape is who Snape is or what is it that allows them to 
enable this i feel like you know yeah also um, it's such a what i was just gonna say just my thoughts on dumbledore like i don't think he like i think of him as all-knowing too so i think he knows exactly what snape does but i don't know i mean he obviously for whatever reason he keeps snape but i think he does like probably talk to him about it but snape just thinks he can get away with it i guess yeah yeah i just what i was saying is that it's such a low blow not only is he bullying a a teenager but Mm -hmm. like he's bullying the teenager that the teenagers bully Mm, yeah oh yeah it's just like a really, really low blow. Like there's, there's no, there's no need for it. Yeah, and I'm sure he notices that. Like he knows, yeah, that Neville's bullied. It's like low hanging fruit here. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lupin then instructs Neville to picture Snape in his grandmother's clothes when he casts the spell. Lupin then tells the class to start thinking about what their Bogart would t- turn into, and to think of what they would do to make it look funny or to make it funny. Harry's first thought, first thought his fear would be Voldemort, you know, the obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he remembered the Dementor, but he genuinely just couldn't think of what could make that funny because it was just so all-consuming for him. Yeah. So he's like contemplating this, but that he does hear Ron muttering, <laughs> take its legs off. <laughs> and you can guess what that is. Probably yeah. a little spider or a giant one. Yeah. <laughs> Soon, Lupin releases the Bogart, and out came Professor Snape. Lupin cued Neville, and after stuttering the spell, Snape was suddenly in a green dress, a red handbag, and a hat topped with a vulture. That is interesting fashion choices. (laughs) I know. Particularly the vulture. That's why I want to (laughs) know if this is in the movie, because I would love to see Snape like this. (laughs) And the whole class laughed, and suddenly everyone was excited for their turn. The whole class had their turn, except for Harry and Hermione. And once it looked like it would be Harry's turn, Lupin slipped right between them, right in front of Harry, and the Bogart turned into a silvery white orb. Lupin cast the spell and told Neville to finish it off. Neville, confidently this time, cast the charm and laughed at the face of the Bogart Snape. And the Bogart exploded. Wow. Yay, it's Neville. Just round of applause for Neville. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. And I note, please note how capable Neville suddenly became when yeah. somebody yeah. had confidence in him. When you encourage exactly. someone. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Like, I'm not claiming that Neville's going to be, like, um, an amazing potions master if he had a better teacher. But, like, he'd probably be more competent. Yeah. Yeah. If he's not scared of the person teaching him. Like, Crazy. <laughs> Hello. How do you retain that? How do you retain anything when you're sitting there just like anxious that your teacher is going to make fun of you? Yeah. The entire yeah. class. Lupin gave the entire class five points each for tackling the Bogart, but Harry was quick to point out that he didn't do anything. Okay, salty Harry. <laughs> yeah. But Lupin replied that he and Hermione earned points by answering questions. Which now that I'm, now that, I mean, I know I read that in the book, but now that I think about it, like, I feel like Lupin planned that because yeah. he's like, he made sure that Hermione and Harry, or at least Harry answered the question because he pointed Harry out, even though Hermione was like, ah, mm-hmm. me, 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 pick me. But yeah. he made sure so that, and it's kind of like he did want, or he didn't want Harry 
to deal with it to Bogart. So he let him feel good about the question. Yeah. So he made sure he had, he basically said, oh, you did do something Mm because he wanted to get that out of the way, but he made sure he didn't. I never really thought about it that way. Yeah. So why do you think Lupin didn't want him to face the Bogart? I, I think that maybe it was going to be something that Harry maybe wasn't ready for. Because I feel like that's the first, well, at least for me, the Dementor, I feel like that was the first time I saw Harry just not be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So do you uh, think Harry it would have took- been a, sorry, do you think it would have been a Dementor or just something else that he wouldn't be able to? Oh, I, I was thinking a Dementor. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, he witnessed it, so. Harry took this to heart, though. He questioned him. He questioned himself. Why didn't Lupin let him face the Bogart? Did Lupin think he wasn't strong enough to face it because he witnessed him faint at the <laughs> side of a Dementor? Um, Does he think he's weak? Because that's immediately what he his mind goes to. Yeah. Hermione did try to like make him feel better because she probably could tell like she didn't get to face it either. And Ron even notes like. What would yours be? Like an A minus on a, on a <laughs> like homework or something? Yeah. That was um, one of my questions was like, what do you think Hermione's bogger would be? Hmm. That's a good question. Maybe not like, what did he say? What did Ron say? An A minus. An A minus. An a minus. <laughs> I don't know if like this could come out of a bogger. Maybe like failing a class or getting kicked out of like Hogwarts. That. Oh, getting expelled. Yeah, getting expelled. Oh, oh wuss. That's a good one. Expelled. <laughs> Not dying, getting expelled. Yeah. Yeah. But even with Hermione's attempt at reassurance, Harry was still very much bothered. And that's the end of the chapter. Some good chapters. Yeah. 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 Chapter six and seven. Lots of things. Um. Yeah, one of my questions was, Joni, answer, Joni asked it, is Oops. hippogriffs appropriate for third years? So Joni said no. No. What do you think, Priscilla? I feel like well, I feel like they've all they also addressed this um in the book that there should be like more of an introductory animal before they yeah get to the hippogriffs. Um, especially when this is the first time. I mean, it, it, maybe it could be the third year, but just maybe later on in the class. I feel like mm, yeah, first animal when I don't know. Yeah, I think it's I I think it's age appropriate because. Besides what happened to Draco, they all seemed capable. Draco was yeah. able to pet yeah. it. But maybe like an intro class, like before you bring them to the animal. Yeah, like learn about them first. One day of like really reiterating, like hit the books. I don't know if Care of Magical Creatures ever does that. If they're always, it's always like a practical, like live in front of the creature. But maybe they should like read and go over what you should do before, um, like a whole class on that, and then like the next next class bring yeah. them to the animal. That's yeah, that would be a good a good way to handle that too. Yeah, I think where things got a little iffy was also when Hagrid just decided you can ride it. Like maybe yeah, let's that just was keep yeah to petting, but he like loves Harry so much, and he's like, oh, Harry can do this. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he would have offered that to anybody else but Harry, but still mm-hmm. but it's also hagrid learning the role of professor because this is his first class ever too yeah 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 all this memorable first, first class. day first day <laughs> this was all their first day yeah yeah well no i think 
No, their first week, I think, because they they yeah. mentioned Draco didn't come until Thursday. Yeah. And, like, they went to true, Hagrid's true, true. hut after. But so the first day was Hagrid, though. Yeah. Hagrid yeah. and Transfiguration. Trelawney. No. And, yeah. Yeah. Trelawney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Divination, Transfiguration, and, yeah, Caramagical Creatures. Yeah. Um... And we also kind of covered this, and we're kind of skipping to my section. Do you think Harry's, like, Harry's, like... Feelings? Anxiety. Yeah. Like, his, like, his anxiety or his, like, feelings after um, Lupin's class, were they justified of him being, like, he thinks I'm weak? Um, I um, definitely feel left out if yeah. everyone got to do it but me. And just because Hermione was also one of them, I'd probably be a little selfish and be like, I don't care. I didn't get to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, wow. Um, yeah, I I feel like they were. If you're asking me if they were justified, I definitely would say yes because he didn't get to do it. Like he and he feels yeah. like it was personal. So yeah, I kind of would feel that way too. It's like I can do it. I'm strong enough. Like why why didn't he pick me? Why didn't he let me do it? What is who does he think I am? Especially coming yeah. from a professor that it's his first year and you know. He doesn't really know him. Also, like, the act of just, like, slipping between them, like, eh, my turn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably the big trigger for him. Yeah. Anywhere on yours? Yeah, I was going to ask, what would your bogart be? <gasps> Ooh, I should have been prepared for this one. If it's one. not too personal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, surface level. <laughs> yeah. Surface level? Not too deep. Okay, probably, like, some sort of, like, demon looking thing i don't know oh wow yeah yeah i would not want that coming out yeah no like the grudge yeah something like that would probably be like mine um Um, i mean literally if a oh i know tiny roach came out flying (laughs) at me specifically (laughs) trying to like that no uh, it doesn't. Even I would. Have to I be could a say roach too. A roach that's flying. Yes, because you don't know where it's going. <laughs> you don't know where it's going. Their butts are so freaking heavy. They don't know how to fly right. And if it's a bogart, <laughs> bogart, it's coming for you. <laughs> Is it bogart or bogart? Jim Bo- Dale says bogart, bogart, bogart. I think. I don't know. I always bogart. said bogart though when I read it. I know. I called it bogart. Like bo, <laughs> bogart. <laughs> Uh, mine would probably be like a spider if we're going that route I mean if we were naming animals gosh I went with demon (laughs) but like I would say like a snake or something like a serpent or something like that oh no I like snakes yeah I like snakes (laughs) yeah Um, um, I'm trying to think if there's like something that's definitely a roach probably just like a bigger spider like (laughs) like the little tiny ones I don't care but like the second they get like big, Aragog? you can like see all. No, not even like <laughs> like um. What were the kind of spiders that would be in the the house in Brandon? Like those size, like wolf and those spiders? technically wolf spiders. Yeah, like that size. I I would assume it was a wolf spider, but I don't I don't really panic. Know. Also, with wolf spiders, if you stop in them and they have babies, then their babies start running everywhere because they carry them on their back mm-hmm. i've had that happen Ugh. yeah yeah i Worst squished thing. it i squished it in the tampa house and yeah it looked like dust 
just perfectly spreading out everywhere. And I was like, what just Oh happened? my gosh. I don't think that's ever yeah. happened to me. It's all pretty bad. So then what do you do? They just like disperse? I don't know. Yeah, they just disperse. I don't know if they really can live. I mean, much. Yeah. I don't know. I that's don't know. I mean, you. there wasn't a ton of spiders after. I just, I just don't think they can yeah. live as long because they were technically still in the egg. So. Hmm. Nope. Well. That's take its legs fun off. fact. <laughs> yeah, how that's I would crazy. make it funny, I don't know. I know that's stomping a, on it. That's a <laughs> good question. It actually dying when you stomp on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just like like the cartoons. Like have a big piano just fall out of the sky and smush it. <laughs> <laughs> would that make you laugh? You know, yeah. You don't like Looney Tunes. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I'd want to witness that, though. Like, physically watch a piano fall. Yeah. It's, like, too much. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, That is a lot. I was, yeah. Um, What do you think Hermione's? Oh, did we already ask that? Failing. Yeah. Other questions were answered in the, while we were talking. It's like, we think Hermione is hiding something. And we do think Draco's egging him on. Or. Yeah. Draco yeah. knows something. He knows something, but I also think he's using that as an opportunity to egg him on. So it's kind of both. Like he knows something, oh, yeah. and he's just like, which reminds me, Laura knows. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. Is when it's like, you oh don't yeah, know that you don't know. I'm like, how do you not know? Yeah, like you got like you don't know. No, this is why I look confused. This is why I'm making this face. This is why I'm asking you what. Yes. I don't I know. I mean, Priscilla, you don't know what's going to happen in the rest of this book and this series. <laughs> you don't know the weird that, conversations me and Sissy have. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually something that I get is when I like mention that it's my first time, whether it's to someone or whatever, and, and they've already read it or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so like you don't you don't know what happens like you don't. <laughs> Like, do you, but you've seen the movies, right? Like, no, I, I don't remember. It's just like literally, I'm like starting from scratch. Like, you don't know the bas- basic plot of the entire series? <sighs> yeah. How dare you? Harry Potter, every year. Yes. Something. Getting into Something trouble. Something happens. I know that. <laughs> I know that much. Uh, okay. So, characters, yeah, characters we meet in these two chapters Professor Trelawney. Trelawney. Mm-hmm. So she's, um, how do we feel about Trelawney? Um, um, I honestly, I feel like I'd have fun in the class because it doesn't seem like something you could, you have to take super seriously. Of course, Trelawney would want that, mm-hmm. but I would see that as a, like a easy class. Cause yeah. like, I could just be like, oh yeah, it's a whatever. Yeah. Um, in the tea leaves. She's a little, little off. Is she mm-hmm. a true seer? I don't know. Uh, McGonagall yeah, do doesn't, any of doesn't that... think so. Yeah. What'd you ask, Jenny? Oh, do you think any of her predictions will come true? So what? She, well, so she made, she read Neville well, I think, with the whole That's... breaking the cups thing. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see what happens to Lavender and then something On about... October 16th. Yes, October 16th. party with, with the redhead. Oh, yes. Yeah. The redhead man. <laughs> Beware. Beware. <laughs> and then what? Easter? Someone. Easter, they're going to lose someone. Forever. And Harry's so, gonna die. Oh yeah, and Harry's gonna die. Death so we'll over. see. <laughs> I guess we'll see if Harry dies. <laughs> Is the series over? 
I'm you sure that know. one's not right. I will say what did she's kind of dismissive. Second chances. Oh, what? <laughs> Second chances. Yeah, this book. The, the-, my the word theme or my uh, word. I forgot. It was a while ago. Wow. Wow. Are you giving me a hint? Is that a hint? <laughs> Does Harry know. die and come back to life? I don't know. Am I just confusing you? I don't know. <laughs> wow. Well, but regarding Trelawney, I will say she is kind of dismissive mm-hmm. to anybody who challenges her. Yeah. Um, which I feel like she'll get like every year. So she's probably just really annoyed. Hermione's reaction was like a little annoying. Like if I was teaching and like there's this person just like on to me like, well, you're wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. We will see. We'll learn about her more. Yeah. How else did we meet? We met Buckbeak. Buckbeak? He's cool. <laughs> he knows who's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> Draco. Um, and we meet Sir Cadogan. Oh yeah, Cadogan. Yes, Cardogan. Cadogan. He's a painting. Oh yeah, from the portrait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Most valuable wizard. NBW. I didn't even think about this. Oh, I'm gonna go with Hermione because she helped Neville with his potion. Oh yes, and saved Trevor. That's what I'm gonna yes, go with. Yes, I like that. She did. Oh. I'm going to say Lupin because he lifted Neville up, even when his colleague tried to crush him in front of him. Yes. I think I I was thinking about Lupin, too. Let me see if there's anything. Um, (laughs) He's not most valuable, but we'll give him a little, um, what's it, notable mention? Sir Cadogan. They would have been late (laughs) for class, or who knows, maybe they would have never made it. True. Just lost forever. <laughs> Sir Cadogan. It's a good one. Honorable mention for sure. Mm, yeah. Honorable mention. That's what I was going with. Is yours Lupin too or? Yeah, I think most most valuable should be Lupin. Okay. And then I forgot to ask this because I didn't write it down. What were what are your initial thoughts on Lupin now? Because I mean, you met him mm. in the last chapter, but now you kind of actually interacted with him a little bit more in this chapter. Mm-hmm. I like him. I think that so far he's demonstrating to be someone that's going to look after the students yeah. for their good, yeah. not for like his good or, you know, but I think he's he's going to turn out to be a good professor for them to have there mm-hmm. or a good addition. So hopefully that's correct. So far, I like him. The initial when I initially met him, it was kind of like like this guy's kind of all over the place. He's like sleeping on the, you know, on the train, yeah. like what's going on? Kinda like a shady situation yeah but i think when he handled the dementors on the train that kind of showed a good side of him too because he kind of like said go away like there's nothing here what are you doing like we don't you know Mm -hmm. so and then he helped make harry feel better yeah Yeah. he's probably he probably is looking out for harry's best interest although harry doesn't like it (laughs) yeah you know the pride Harry's very prideful yeah i mean that's just his gryffindor yeah Okay, most magical moment. Most magical yeah. moment. Uh, probably, maybe because I'm thinking of the movie, when Harry rides on Buckbeak. Even though he's a little scared, it's a nice little like moment flying on a magical creature. Yeah. I know it's not huge in the book, but... I feel like it's kind of downplayed in the book because they're talking about how much Harry compared it to the broomstick and how he enjoyed yeah. that so much more. That's mm-hmm. true. But... yeah. I can see how it is magical, though, because he still rode a magical creature, you know? I say I really liked when Neville oh, made the yeah. bogart explode and he goes, ha! 
Oh, that's a good one. I think I'm going to like piggyback off of that and say that too. Yeah. I think when Neville got his confidence to really (laughs) do magic, it seems like just simple as that. It even says, like you said it, he was more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uplifted. Confident. Confident. Oh, yeah. Confidently cast a charm and Mm -hmm. laughed Mm -hmm. at the face of the Bogart. Yeah, that was it. That was a good one. All right. Well, this brings us to the end of this episode. If you'd like to stay connected with us outside of the podcast, there are a few ways you can do that now. Well, a lot more ways than we used to say before. As always, on our socials, Instagram and Facebook at Unveiling the Magic, on Twitter at Unveiling Magic. And if you want to hang out with us live while we record these, Follow us on Twitch. Twitch is a streaming platform if you don't know. Um, Twitch.tv forward slash Unveiling the Magic Podcast. Or if you already have a Twitch, just search Unveiling the Magic Podcast. If you follow us on any socials, look at our link to reads on there. Um, And also Discord. Discord is a way that we can talk to you guys daily, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, We have some channels going on in there. You can sort yourself in our Discord. We can talk about our houses we can talk about anything yeah and what you're reading yeah what you're reading um there is an introduce yourself if you kind of want to get to know other people that are part of this community it is small but mighty right now and yeah it's left for you guys to be a part of it and i'm excited to make more on the discord but for now we just have those few channels and we'll see like what people want to talk about yeah mm-hmm. i was Definitely. thinking about putting like a spoiler room for people who just have to talk about yeah you can something. do that and i you can probably just well i'm an admin so i'm always gonna have access to it <laughs> but i just won't look in there yeah, yeah pretty much but yeah and, and i guess this brings us to the end until next mm-hmm. time mischief managed bye. bye bye thank you thanks for listening Oh my gosh, Yay. that's right. We haven't talked. I got master rank on Pokemon Unite. Shout out to um, my husband. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just dying a lot. <laughs> just casual. Hydrate. No big deal. What? I think Laura's frozen. Okay. She'll come back. We're all frozen. My phone died. I can't see the chat. Okay. Hello? There she is. Oh, there we are. Okay. You know, it loves to do this at the end of our episodes. Like, it really does. There's it's always like, something. It's just like... The frog might be magical. <laughs> oh, you should add oh. the papers. You can't name it Trevor because you already got a dog named Trevor. You could always kiss Oh, it David it's... should kiss the frog. Joni always hitting her mic. Did you hit your mic? Yeah. Is your phone on silent? Yes. TikToker. I know. We like saying bye. Bye.